Good afternoon to all of our fellow health enthusiasts. My name is Aubrey Mast and I'm a professor of nutrition. This is a new podcast developed by my friend and colleague, Dr. Charles Benz, and we call the show Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. We search the internet every day to find the best scientific studies that can be used to improve the health of every interested person. You will not see many of these studies in conventional media because most doctors do not have the time or the interest in finding them. And there are special interests that are also less than enthusiastic about you knowing about these studies. Every week, we will explore nutritional science that has the potential to prevent and even reverse 90% of chronic illnesses. This could save many lives and help to stop the healthcare crisis that will eventually bankrupt our country. This is frequently called functional medicine, and it has been adopted by thousands of doctors, as well as some medical schools and hospitals, including the Cleveland Clinic. Today's program is entitled The Crucial Role of Enzymes. Hi, Dr. Benz. Hi, Aubrey. Well, enzymes, boy, when was the first time you learned about enzymes? <laughs> oh, in my undergrad nutrition class, and I had this moment where I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, I, read, I read this article about 20 years ago, and it said, by the time you're 50 years old, you're, you've lost 50% of your body's ability to make enzymes and probiotics and, uh, and antioxidants. And I said to myself, wait a minute, I'm already way past 50. I better get cooking here. And it was just one of those, like you said, it was like a moment where I went, oh my God, what's wrong with me? And so I became aware of the fact that cooked food actually is devoid of most enzymes because enzymes are destroyed at, at a certain temperature. And then I thought, and our bodies, my body's not making as much, so what do I do? Well, then I found out there's things called digestive enzymes. And I went, well, let's see, how long does it take me to get to the health food store? <laughs> About 15 minutes. And so I started to increase my levels of, of raw foods, and I started to take a digestive enzyme before every cooked meal. And I think it's one of the things that changed my life. It changed my health because I found out that without these enzymes, your body can't function. I mean, it's just almost impossible. And so what else did you start to learn in, in your schooling, but also in your own experience about how important enzymes were? There, what other revelations did you come on to? Well, I had the same experience where at that time I was dabbling with becoming a vegetarian and was eating a lot of cooked meals. And when I learned that key aspect of like, okay, wait, I'm eating meals that have protein in them and they have fat in them and they have carbohydrates in them which means I need enzymes to help with the digestion and the production um, of breaking them down and metabolizing them and utilizing them and moving them around my body for well-being and for fat transportation and for hormonal regulation. But I'm not getting them because I'm eating them in ways that they have been killed. I have this moment of like, well, what am I doing? It's like I'm sort of counteracting the benefits by eating the foods that I'm eating. And that actually launched me to become really serious about being a vegetarian and focusing on having multiple meals that were raw predominant. And that really is where I began doing a lot of research on the raw food movement was because of the role of enzymes as it, we talk about, you know, removing toxins to help with detoxification, when we talk about hormonal regulation, when we talk about digestion and metabolizing and utilizing and transporting oxygen throughout the body and how do we increase the amount of energy. I mean, all of these things are impacted by enzymes, but 
you don't know it until you know it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, that I know is important, too, because I had this same struggle and I started to think about where am I going to get my amino acids from if I'm not going to eat meat, right? And so I settled on, on eating fish uh, for the most part and, and some poultry because they were less deleterious than red meat. And then I thought, you know, I need to probably get some of these uh, amino acids from proteins that are made from plants like pea protein and whey protein. Well, whey protein is from milk. But and then, anyway, get it from sources that are, that are safer. And I looked at, at, at things like how do you make hormones and how do you make neurotransmitters? Well, you need these amino acids for sure, but you also need B6 and B12 and folic acid and guess what? Enzymes. If you don't have those four things, you can't make neurotransmitters and you can't make hormones. And so I looked at that and I got, oh my, why is enzyme in everything? Enzymes are practically involved in every biochemical process in the body. And I thought, look at this. If I had to do a job description, it would be, okay, enzymes are chemists. Enzymes are chefs. Enzymes are transport agents. Enzymes are important for waste removal. They're actually able to kill pathogens and other germs. All the things that enzymes do, and in the cancer program that, that we just uh, did, we talked about the importance of enzymes for actually getting rid of cancer cells. And so with all those things, how can we get people to pay attention to this topic? What do you do to inspire your patients to pay more attention to their enzymes, aside from just throwing some facts at them? Is there anything else you can do to try to trick them into to, to doing more enzyme stuff? <laughs> oh, gosh, that's a great question. You know, I always... You know, where I start with most clients and with my students is taking them into the kitchen. So of looking at what happens when we, you know, cut up a red onion. And by the time that we have sauteed that red onion, we've lost the phytochemicals, the cell walls have been broken down, it's become soft. And using that as a visual demonstration of what is actually happening to a lot of the products and enzymes that we're finding within, you know, rice and beans, but meat and all of our vegetables. And so I think that visual element is really important. And then when we can start connecting the dots around what are the biochemical needs and deliveries of enzymes, I think it starts to really light a light off in that somebody's brain where they go, okay, hold on. As soon as I eat something, what's happening within my mouth is that there's amylase being released to help me break down the carbohydrates. Well, if I have a dietary pattern that is really rich in simple carbohydrates, how does that impact amylase? Same thing if I have a diet that's really high in animal-based proteins, how does that change the protease, the enzymes that break down protein in our small intestine and our stomach? And so when we can start to see that these enzymes have specific roles as it relates to macronutrients with a visual element, I think that's probably one of the best places that I have found to really hook somebody into understanding how an enzyme is important for overall well-being. Yeah, you see, you, you have the advantage of being a chef. You know, you really yeah. have this training in <laughs> yeah. food that, that I don't have. I'm just an eater of food. I'm not a, I'm not a chef. <laughs> and so my, the picture that I like to use is the picture of the uh, body and the digestive system and showing which foods are able to be combined in order to make it acceptable for the digestive system. And so for, for me, that picture of the digestive system 
and how things work together or don't work together is the one that, that kind of fascinates me. And the, so the macro evidence of this has only come into my view in the last two or three years. I started to work with Dr. Joseph Pizzorno, the, the guy who founded Bastyr University and was the editor of a Clinician's Journey, Integrative Medicine, a Clinician's Journal. And he's got this artificial intelligence platform. And he's able to predict through physiological reactions in the body whether you're going to have a disease in five or 10 years. And I'm thinking, wait, now, this is another one of those moments, you know, that you go, wait, excuse me. And so what he's done is, is he's done all these health assessment questionnaires, but then he's added a blood test and a genetic test. And all this information is combined and then put against 40,000 clinical trials. And what they're looking at is the behavior of 5,000 enzymes and the behavior of 5,000 other biochemicals. And what he's able to do then is predict with a very high degree of accuracy whether your body is on the path to developing a chronic illness. And he can tell you, you have a 45% probability that you'll have this disease within a certain time, or you're going to have 85% probability you'll have cancer within this time frame, five to 10 years. And I'm going, wait a minute, how does he do that? Well, because enzyme behavior controls everything. And so the fact that there are 5,000 enzymes, just think of them, they're all out there. They're working like crazy all over our body, doing all these biochemical reactions. And they're able to decide what, how much energy is made, how much oxygen is made, how much infection actually occurs, whether we, wounds are healing or not, whether blood clots are dissolved, whether hormones are regulated, whether germs and microbes are taken out of the body. That, the list goes on and on. They, they control inflammation. They control so many things. And like I said before, the hormone production and the neurotransmitter production. And so to me, this is like the, the, the secret society, the secret enzyme society. So it's very easy to eat more raw foods. I like to make one raw, raw food meal a day as a minimum and then add some other fruits during the day. But to me, if everybody would just take a digestive enzyme with every cooked meal after the age of, say, 40, I think you'd be in, in good shape. I don't see any reason why you couldn't take it even earlier in your 20s. Every cooked meal is going to be devoid of enzymes. And so you need to make sure that your body has those enzymes to break down that food and to turn it into the nutrients that your body needs. I've actually had people tell me they've had increases in energy within three to four days after taking enzymes. And also it helps with your weight loss because here's an amazing thing. The enzyme has helped to digest your food and get the nutrients into your body. And what is one of the main things that causes people to, to eat more and gain weight? They don't get the nutrients they need. If they get the nutrients they need by eating the right diet, and taking some enzymes with cooked meals, the cravings will go away. And all of a sudden you'll say, oh, wait a minute, I missed my, I missed my lunch. What? How, how did that happen? It happened because your body had all the nutrients that it needed 
It wasn't screaming at you, oh, please give us more of something. And guess what? Usually the more that's being asked for, uh, in the case of magnesium, if your body needs more magnesium, and 85% of people do, guess what? They're going to turn to, oh, chocolate. Chocolate's a good form of magnesium. Let's have some of that. And so we turn to the things that the body needs. All cravings are based on things that the body needs. And so if you give it what it needs, the cravings will go away. And so I didn't know how much research you'd done in that area, but boy, I, I, I have a, a one-page report that I send to people that says, if you're craving, this is what your body really needs and not what, you know, your body says, oh, we'll settle for that. So if you, if you need sugar, then, you know, don't do the, the simple sugar. Do the complex sugar that has fiber in it that burns much more slowly. So I thought that was a revelation. Have, have, have you got into cravings that much to figure out the connection between nutrients and cravings? I have. And I also just think, you know, the role of dietary patterns is really important when we talk about enzymes, because if we're eating diets that are really high in fat and high in protein, which is part of the standard American diet, then that alters, you know, what enzymes we have really prolifically available within our digestive system. And same thing if we're having a diet that's really high in simple carbohydrates. And that's part of the reason why you hear Dr. Benz and I both saying complex carbs in the forms of fruits and vegetables, raw is preferable, because that will help alter not only the enzyme production, but also um, what's happening within the gut microbiome, which is of course, correlated with all of these biochemical outputs that we're discussing as being relevant to enzymes. So I think like the role of dietary patterns, in my opinion, is just something that we can't miss along with, you know, taking a digestive enzyme if necessary, if you can't do more raw foods. Yeah. Unfortunately, what my research shows that most of the foods have enough enzymes in it to handle that food. And so it's not like you can store enzymes and use them later for a cooked food. So unfortunately, unless you eat some raw food with every meal, you're probably not going to get enough enzymes. But, you know, it, you're right. There's different ones for different foods. So amylase is for carbohydrates and protease is for proteins and lipase is for the fats. And so the digestive enzymes usually in the nutritional supplement form have a mix of those based on the typical American diet. And it'll be dominating of carbohydrates with less of the protease and the amylase, but, or the lipase. But I, I, I like your, let's get it from the foods first. Always good sound advice. I think that enzymes are also been underappreciated from the standpoint of what they can do for disease. I know that Nicholas Gonzalez was probably the champion of using enzymes to treat cancer, especially pancreatic cancer, and because the pancreas has a very you know important role in the production of enzymes. And so he spent 20 or 25 years just working on different diets and different supplement programs to treat pancreatic cancer with a high level of success. Unfortunately, they weren't able to be replicated in FDA studies because they kind of modified his protocol and didn't do the same protocol that he used, which is sometimes happens when clinical trials are turned over to the FDA. But also, there were other people like this doctor from Germany, and he actually treated people with MS with magnesium and with, with serapeptase, which is another enzyme made from the silkworm. And he had 30 years success treating people with MS. 
And so there's lots of evidence out there that enzymes are really important for a lot of different illnesses. They help to control inflammation. And I, I think it's just one of those things that I don't like to have to use them therapeutically. If you're doing everything naturally that you should, it's the better idea. But I think that it slows the good enzymes, slows the aging process. It allows you to reduce your cholesterol and your triglycerides. It, it allows you to make sure that your fat in your body doesn't turn into blood clots because serapeptase can actually break down those blood clots and make sure your body doesn't produce them. And there's other forms of enzymes that do the same thing. A nanokinase is another one. That's a Japanese sort of a germ or bacteria-based enzyme. And so we have enzymes that we can recommend at the therapeutic level. But I think that your advice to keep it simple and, and make sure that you actually get enough from the food that you eat is the best way. I, I remember 10 years ago, I had a patient that had allergies. And she said, is there anything I can do? I said, well, buy yourself some digestive enzymes and take them on an empty stomach. I just did it as a lark, you know, just because I thought, well, I know this is a possibility, so let's try it. Anyway, uh, I was doing another workshop in four weeks, and she stood up at the workshop and turned to everybody and said, you better listen to this man. She said, because you know me, I've had allergies for about 15 years and asthma. And she said, I started using enzymes on an empty stomach. And she said, I don't have that problem anymore. After 15 years, I don't have allergies or asthma anymore. And I thought, wow. oh my God. <laughs> I, yes. I, that, was, that was a great, I mean, people just went, really? <laughs> and it was one of those moments that you don't anticipate. And I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody because allergies are very specific and uh, they're very difficult because there's food-based and there's air-based. And asthma also is not that easy to treat. But in her case, she obviously had lots of things happening to her that were happening because of the lack of enzymes. And another classic case was a case of autism. I don't know whether you know this one or not. This lady had two autistic children, five and seven, and she went to five doctors and every one of them said, oh yeah, they're autistic. Well, guess what? She had a master's degree in science and she said, oh, wait a minute. Maybe the problem is they don't have the right enzymes. Turns out that she noticed from their eating patterns that if they ate any dairy or any, uh, any meat, any wheat, they had a problem. They went to the hospital. So she went to the store and bought an ice cream sandwich with wheat and dairy in it. And she gave them a digestive enzyme 10 minutes before. And then she had them each eat the ice cream sandwich. And guess what happened? Nothing. They, they did not have autism they had an enzyme deficiency, a, gen a genetically imposed enzyme deficiency. Those kids in three months were back in school, normal, functioning perfectly socially and academically. And five doctors had told her, your kids have autism. Mm -hmm. And so she wrote a book. <laughs> she wrote a book and it was the New York Times bestseller on how to help children with autism and other brain-related illnesses with enzymes and diet. In other words, this was not something that she did just with the enzymes. She obviously did a lot of research. She found out what foods they should be eating. But the enzymes were the thing that really triggered the, uh, the response in her and her kids that got them 
back to school and back to a normal life again. It's Karen DeFelice uh, was the name of the uh, of the author, and she's written a couple books on a book on enzyme now, and I think her books on enzymes are the best out there. So Gar- Karen DeFelice, D E capital L E F E L I C E DeFelice. So to me, those are the heroes. You know, the, the Nicholas Gonzalez and Karen DeFelice, they're the enzyme heroes in in, in my world. I just feel lucky to have learned enough about them that I take my enzymes every day and I eat my raw foods every day. I think I've benefited a lot from it. Is there anything else you could add to the enzyme story that we haven't covered today? I mean, Dr. Liz Lipsky always comes up for me in her book of digestive wellness because she dives in even deeper around the role of enzymes as they relate to like, I mean, all types of chronic diseases and autoimmune illnesses and how they play a role within the gut microbiome. And so I think that's the other resource that just came up for me when you were speaking to the two that you noted. Yeah. Her book on digestion is just, uh, it's a classic. And uh, I, I do, I, I have her book too. I think we probably, you and I probably have uh, a library that looks very similar. And so I would agree. <laughs> I think if people look at articles and just Google the importance of enzymes, because, you know, we can only cover so much in 30 minutes and we can kind of give the highlights and say, you know, they're really important and you should do this and you should do that. But, you know, it, it actually is important too, because enzymes help to determine how long you're going to live. They actually can determine your lifespan and the amount of time that you have dealing with chronic illness in that lifetime. And so to me, the last 10 or 15 years of life is very important, along with the length, the overall length of it. And enzymes are one of those things that if you get that part right, if you get the diet and the enzymes right, you're going to live a long and healthy life. And I think that was the key that a very brilliant person in 1860 said the key to a long and healthy life is to get a chronic disease and take good care of it. Well, that's been my solution. And enzymes has been as important a part of my life as anything. If I had to stop everything that I was doing in terms of nutritional supplements, but but keep one thing, it would be enzymes. (laughs) So I, I, I think we hopefully got people interested in the topic and understanding the power that enzymes have. And there are some really good tests that they can get to determine whether they have anything developing that might be remedied with some treatments with enzymes and other things. So I think that if you look at the Dr. Ben's website, you'll be able to check that out and see if there's any of those tests that can help you. Other than that, I'd just like to take a few minutes to say our sponsors are Southern Trust Financial Planning. This is a financial planning company that not only has an interest in people's financial wealth, but also in their physical health. And so I've been doing workshops for them for about 20 years. And I just think that they're a, a really value-based financial consulting company. They're in Sarasota, but of course you can use them anywhere in the country. You don't have to just be there physically in Sarasota to utilize their skills and their talents. One of our other sponsors is DHA Labs, and I mentioned that we have some labs in our on my website, wellness labs and immune labs and cancer labs. We're going to have a new brain lab test up soon. And DHA Labs has been specializing in these kinds of advanced blood tests and urine tests for a long time. They now have a new genetic test. There's about 400 SNPs in its single nucleotide polymorphisms. It's about 100% more 
than the normal gene tests that are out there. So it's a really powerful genetic test. And Paddock Pools is another one of our sponsors. They're from Rock Hill, South Carolina, and they have a vacuum extractor that takes chlorine gas off the surface of the pool and helps people to be able to breathe better and uh, not be poisoned by that gas. It takes about 90 to 95% of that gas off the top of the pool, and that may, therefore you don't consume it. And then if you can take a hot shower at the end of your swimming, you get rid of the, the chlorine that's in your cells, in your skin. And that's a healthy way to, to, to swim with their pools and practicing good, healthy swimming, which is good for everybody at all stages of life. And then the fourth sponsor is MPB Health, and they have a great alternative to health insurance. It's medical cost sharing. And so wellness people kind of gravitate to them because they don't want to have be paying for people who don't want to pay attention to their health. So individuals and small groups especially when they do medical cost sharing can realize a 30 to 50% decrease in the cost of their health insurance. And so take a look at MPB Health and look at some of the videos online and see if this is not a good program for you. So thanks to our sponsors, thanks to Radio MD for giving us this opportunity to present our tools and our strategies for good health. And thanks to again to Aubrey Mast for being the best and probably only a partner in this whole thing that that I'd be able to work with because she actually knows as much or more than I do. <laughs> Thanks, Aubrey. Talk to you soon.